Sissy, I have a question for you. Queso or guac? Well, I'm used to us asking that question, but not answering it. But I think I would choose queso. How would you feel about queso being central to your dinner tonight? Oh, I love that plan. Thanks to one of our sponsors, that can be your reality. Factor is helping me make red pepper queso chicken tonight. That sounds amazing. I love Factor. I just made a green chili pork and pico de gallo bowl. Did it bowl you over? (laughs) It did. (laughs) With Factor, you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule? Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash rbg50 and use code rbg50 to get 50% off. That's code rbg50 at factormeals.com slash rbg50 to get 50% off. Hey friends, welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. And I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you joined us for this conversation. Let's dive in. Dave Barnes has recorded countless albums of his own, including his newest single, Sunshine, which we love. And he has had over 100 songs including number one hits recorded by other artists such as Florida Georgia Line, Tim McGraw, Reba McIntyre, Dan and Shay, Carrie Underwood, Need to Breathe, I can't even say all these, Billy Currington, and countless more. Dave is also the co-host of the wildly popular Dadville podcast, of which we both had the pleasure of being guests on. What's your title? The Mayor of Dadville. There you go. However, his amazing wife, Annie's guest hosting of the Dadville podcast might be the audience's favorite to date. Annie is wise, thoughtful, generous, and a dear friend. They are the parents of three incredible kids and a brand new puppy. We are thrilled to have them with us. Annie and Dave, come on out. Yes. We're so excited. There is so much goodness on this stage right now. Yes, there is. We've prepared a song. (laughs) 
There's nothing that she would like to do less than, than seeing Islands in the Stream with me in front of all of you. And there's nothing I would like to do more than seeing Islands in the Stream with We have to say we were going to do um, walkout songs. And we thought there were going to be these really fun pump-up songs. And your request was... Well, I didn't know that was the request. <laughs> you said what song? I don't listen. I don't know if y'all feel this way. I'm sorry. You have to see the back of my head, and I'm balding, so it's getting bad. <laughs> um, but when they sent this, they were like, "What song meant a lot to you growing up?" And I and I thought about it forever. And <laughs> this was my real answer: <laughs> somewhere out there from American <laughs> Tale. So we're sorry that yes. they didn't walk out somewhere out there. But yeah, everybody would just started crying all at once. Like, oh, I remember that mouse. I remember him missing his parents. It went awful. Okay, you two. Y'all are beloved, both of you, in the Nashville community and beyond. Your music, your amazing podcast, Dadville, which Annie has taken over a few times. And when we posted about y'all doing this, somebody wrote on our post, I think that Annie... B is gonna. What am I saying that right? Yeah, Annie B is gonna be the new Annie F Downs. So there you go, Annie. Nope. And (laughs) you have mentored girls for years, which is how I originally met you. And y'all have three amazing kids. Mm -hmm. So we all start off talking a little bit about your family and how you're spending your time these days, both of you. Um. Okay. Well, we've got three kids. Um, we have Ben, who is 11, Zanna, our daughter, who is nine, and then we have Sammy, our little caboose, who is seven, and David and Sissy both know our three kids. We adore your three kids. So well, and I just want to publicly say thank you for all you guys do for us, and all of us collectively, but especially the two of us, like you guys are amazing. It is such a privilege to be sitting with you. So thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Dave and I have gotten into like lunch dates. So we like to go on double dates if you guys ever want to join us. Yeah, love it. <laughs> um, Dave has a lot of free time. Well, uh, you know, being a musical entrepreneur, uh, I let my I let my work work for itself, and it gives me free time. No, I do I do have um, that has been a fun season for us with the kids, like all in school, school, school. You know, now that Sam once he got to kindergarten, it was so funny because like you know one of us would drop the kids off and come home, <laughs> so like you gonna get some coffee, and we just sort of sit and like, is this what retired people feel like? You know, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part I'll say quickly about that is is um, I go on a, a walk, so weekly walk with my best friend, a guy named Micah, and he and his wife do dates all the time. And Annie and I just don't do dates. And so after he would kind of, they do a Friday night date. He and his wife, it's a standing thing. They've done it forever. Um, and I started to feel really convicted because I was like, I don't feel like I'm like taking Annie out. What do I do? And, and so I finally like I remember coming home after one of the walks, like, hey, like let's go on a date this week. And she was kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was like, that's not a, not really a response I was looking for, and uh, and so I'll never forget we went we did this a couple times and we would go sit and it would be like this nice meal and literally about four minutes in it'd be like so 
<laughs> because we realize we spend so much time during the day together. Because, you know, if I'm, I'm just yeah. writing in my studio in the backyard or some days I'm not or whatever, but I'm around a lot and she's around a lot. And so we usually are pretty caught up. And so the dates ended up being these just really expensive sort of silent, sweet dinners. <laughs> just sort of like, you know. <laughs> well, you have some new music coming out. Which we're yes. super excited about. Will you talk about what inspired it? Yeah. Look at you. Isn't that so sweet? Um, <laughs> I do. I, I'll, I'll tell you quickly. So, you know, one of the tricks um, of, of, I think I have like 13 albums or something now. And I think one of the tricks of doing that for as long as I have um, is, you know, like, there's just a lot of music. And at some point, it's like you've said something a lot. You know, uh, uh, there's only so many things you can write about. So this new record is really fun, uh, and this was a huge departure for me. I, I in, t- in 2022, all I did was listen to the Beatles. It's a band from uh, Europe, from London, and um, <laughs> trying to trying to get their thing off the ground. And it looks like it's going to work. So, um, very inspired by the Monkees, and so they. Um, <laughs> that was Dumb and Dumber reference for those who are. There's like two guys, and it was like, oh my god, you know. Uh, uh, but so I, that's all I did, and so I was like. It'd be fun to sort of do a deep dive into their catalog, which I did. And so the record that I'm putting out in two months in October was my sort of like uh, inspired by that year of listening to them. So this new song, Sunshine, is like the first of that. And it was so it's it's fun to be uh, able to still be inspired doing something, you know, it's a, music is a lot like sports, professional sports. Like it's really hard to do it for a long time. It's just it's not an industry that's really sp- set up to honor people who try to do a 30-year run at it. And so... Um, I've never I'm, heard you compare yourself to a professional. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's edit that. If we could edit that, that'd be great. Just leave that out. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm, I'm thrilled with it, and it's really fun. And, and um, super, I'm really proud of it. So, that's the, if, if that's all I feel, it's a good feeling this long into a career, you know. Well, you had a big tour. Are, are y'all still doing it? You were out last weekend. Okay, yeah. you've been a part of a big tour. We'd love to hear about that. And Annie, for you, what it was like, because y'all came out and joined him for part of it, right? What was the highlight? Yeah, it was fun. So I've been opening for Lady A this year. We have two more weekends in October, and it's just been... I mean, I've known all three of them before they were in Lady A when they had just moved to Nashville and wow. were sort of starting to play around, and they'd come to shows, and which is so funny. Um, and so it's been great. It's been such a blast of a tour and in, in uh, really beautiful rooms. We're doing a lot of theaters. Um, so it's been great. It's been awesome. Well, Dave and um, they played in Memphis and we're only three hours from Memphis. So Hillary's husband, Chris, called me and he's like, hey, what if we rent a tour bus and take the kids to Memphis and see them play? And I was like, yeah, of course. So our kids love a tour bus. I don't know if anybody out here has ever seen a tour bus actually it's a unique thing but our kids love a tour bus so we Chris and I rented a tour bus and we put our kids on at like 8 a.m to drive to Memphis and we were like what are we going to do the whole time like we're on this bus with these kids for literally we got and we got stuck in traffic for four and a half hours our kids all six of them played hide and go seek on a tour bus (laughs) which is crazy because there's not that many places to hide but for four hours they entertained themselves by playing hide and go seek which was a bit worrying you know you're like oh boy okay 
You know, I was like, well, they have my IQ, obviously, because they're like, we could do this for hours. There's so many places to hide. I'm like, oh. I was like, uh-oh. I got a chance to see that show when you all came through Nashville. It is incredible. You all are so talented. So if there's any tickets left, wherever they're playing, go. New York. That's our Come instruction. To New York. Ooh, I'll be yeah. there. Amazing. David, I love that candle you're burning. You seem to always have a great candle burning. I am very aware of how a room smells. When you've spent over a decade with a 75-pound Labrador Retriever and two teenage boys, you start <laughs> to worry that your house smells like the inside of a gym bag. I would imagine so. You know what I wish we'd had for the last decade? What? That Puro Air Purifier we now own and use all the time. I love my Puro Air too. Did you know that indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? Yes, I lived with two teenage boys. I can 100% testify <laughs> to that. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Gases from a preteen boy? <laughs> I'm dreading when my nephews start making those gases. Just you wait. Thankfully, Puro Air uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Thanks to my Puro Air purifier, I feel like I can breathe again. Check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, get puroair.com. Check it out now. Sissy, I loved seeing your pictures from the weekend at the lake house with your college friends. We had the best time. I could tell. We laughed harder than I have laughed in a long time. Good for you. That photo of us out on the porch is thanks to the great folks at Home Threads. We love our new porch furniture. It's so comfortable, functional, and looks incredible. We have loved our home thread purchases as well. I feel like I'm staying in a swanky hotel every time I use our new towels. Connie bought them for when we have guests, and I proceeded to use them for myself, so we had to buy more. <laughs> Parents, are you ready to transform your home into a haven for your growing family? Look no further than Home Threads your destination for stylish and functional furniture that's perfect for raising boys and girls. At HomeThreads.com, discover a curated collection of furniture designed with your family in mind. From durable bunk beds to versatile storage solutions, our pieces are as resilient as your little adventures and always at the best value. I need a lot of durable furniture when it comes to my little nephews. Yes, you do. Create a space where memories are made and imaginations run wild. Go to homethreads.com slash RBG and get 15% off your first order. Home Threads, shop today and love where you live. Okay, speaking of those amazing kids, in this season of the podcast, we're talking about ages and stages, kind of who kids are and what they need in different moments. And we'd love to first hear from you all like, what was your favorite stage growing up and why? And to go with this question, we have a little visual of your growing up that we're gonna put on the screen right now. That is awesome. Aww. 
<laughs> that was me at the height of my powers. Um, <laughs> I, I felt unbelievably cool right there, if you can't tell. I also couldn't see you, because those glasses were huge and ineffective. <laughs> that was right when I got my glasses. Um, do you want to go? My, fa my favorite stage was high school, mm. like for sure, because I could drive, I was independent, I had, you know, we did the most fun things, and I loved it. It was the best. I really liked the whole thing. No. Um, <laughs> college was, I mean, that may be too old for what y'all are referencing, but college was, I loved high, so we moved when I was, my dad was a pastor, um, and, and, uh, we moved from Mississippi, small town Mississippi, to Knoxville, the middle of my high school um, uh, years. So the the summer before my junior year, which was actually awesome. It was I was kind of ready for bigger, um, and it was, which was awesome. And that's kind of how I got into music. It was it was great. Um, high school was great. I loved it. College was just such a fun, fun four and a half years for me. Um, <laughs> I was studying a doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> The School of Hard Knocks. Um, <laughs> but it was great. I really liked that. It was fun. Fun season. When y'all look back on your growing up years, when would you say you started to see something of who you are today emerging? <laughs> uh, so, uh, good question, sissy. <laughs> um, so, so, I'll never forget this. Like, I, I grew up really loving... Um, just being creative, like I used to draw a lot and, and, and really enjoyed music listening, but didn't really play. And then um, I remember so succinctly, I went on this uh, youth group trip and, and, you know, was never like up in front of people or anything like that. Um, and I went on this youth group trip with another youth group from Clarksdale, Mississippi. So our, our youth group in Kosciuszko, Mississippi partnered. So it was all these people and um, we did a talent night and I wasn't even going to do anything for it. Um, and a friend of mine was like, Hey, we're doing this skit. Can you just kind of get up and MC the skit? <laughs> and I'm telling you something happened that night. <laughs> um, and it was totally improv. It was unprepared. And they, we were doing this fake dating show, which we should have called fading. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and I just remember being on stage and they just were like, just intro it and then kind of MC it. And it was like, I was holding Thor's hammer. I was just, right. everything I said was funny. All the girls that didn't care about me were laughing. And I was like, whatever this is, <laughs> I want more of this. And, uh, <laughs> and that kind of, that sort of began, it, it was like, it kicked something on in me that was like, man, I really enjoy entertaining people. And it changed everything from there. Like, it, and it was just wow. such a natural thing. And so I remember coming home from that. My parents tell you, they were like, something changed. Wait, how old were wow. you when you say that? Uh, I was probably like 13 or 14. Wow. But it was, you know, something awakened. It was yeah. like, oh, okay, this is, it was totally not in my periphery at all. Wow. And so it was fun to see like, oh, okay, that was a thing, you know, buried mm. in there. It's so cool. I don't really know how to answer this. I mean, I, I guess when I was like in ninth or 10th grade, the summer after um, that, I started volunteering mainly through like, I don't know, maybe FCA or something. I don't know, some organization for um, like inner city kids. And where I, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi, and like there's not a lot of crossover between um, like where I grew up and then like the other side of Jackson. And um, 
so it was it was like a huge moment for me as like a you know teen early teenager of like seeing how people in my city that weren't like me lived and experienced life and um it it really affected me a lot and I think it has informed a lot of things since then with Mm. ways I spend my time and ways I want my kids to grow up you know yeah I want to do mine again. You know, I remember when I was little, and the Lord put a calling on my life. You mentioned your kids' ages. They're obviously in different stages of development. What's been your favorite stage with them so far, and why? When I was when I had like a tiny little tot, you know, like a infant, I remember this lady coming up to me and saying, "Oh, eight months is like the best month, the best month." And so I. When I had like Ben, when he was, you know, two months, I'd wait and be like, okay, eight months, eight months, eight months. Mm -hmm. And eight months really was magical. It was great because they can like sit, but not really walk and, you know, and, but then he like turned nine months old and I was like, oh, now he's past, he's past eight months. Like, what are we going (laughs) to, but, you know, looking back, like eight months is a magical age, but I really feel like our kids, it's still fun like mm. every stage and is different and you know but I'm I'm loving like having real conversations with like an early middle school kid yes. and still you know all I don't know I don't have a favorite I'm I'm along for the ride you know what do you, what do you right. think yeah I, I do you know um I don't know yeah y'all talked about Dadville I have a podcast called Dadville um that I Which do with, I don't know if you guys know about it but um <laughs> Um, and one of, one of the great things about that, doing that is it's, it's because we talk about our kids and hear dads and moms talk about their kids. It's just really good for sinking my feet in the ground over and over of like, Mm. Hey, like this is what you're going through. Think about this. And I think one of the, the sort of like, uh, benefits of hearing people talk about their kids so much is, you know, I think with mine, I'm, I'm a very affectionate, like physical touch guy and, I just love that they're still in those phases. Like all three of them are extremely affectionate. And I think um, I'm I'm not, you know, it'll be beautiful when we move to the next phase with Ben when he kind of gets to the teenage years. But they don't hate us yet. Yeah, they, they, they're like, you're pretty cool, Dad. I'm like, please let me stay this way to you. You know, um, and so I, I and, and truth, I mean, what Annie said, I think I, I'm thankful for that, too. Like that you can still feel them sort of looking up at you like, wow, you know, and I'm, and I'm trying to enjoy that before the tide shifts. Like, shut the door, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I really enjoy this phase. It's been really fun. Yeah. What is the best parenting advice you've ever been given? Well, another this is another cheat code from the podcast, truthfully. I mean, that's we kind of asked that to most of our guests in some form. And you just get a lot of really great wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that I probably, and y'all um, talk about this. Um, I think the thing that I have been the most thankful for probably is that so many counselors and therapists have said this on the show where they're like, you know, you can only take your kid as far as you've gone yourself. And I think um, one thing I'm glad about being alive in 2023 is that therapy and counseling is so much more common and and approved of um even with my parents you know um who love therapy and are huge proponents of it they even have a different view than i do and so i think as it becomes more commonplace and more essential and more needed and seen as a huge resource 
you know, I think it's, it really does put the honest, the onus on Annie and I and us as parents to go, Hey, like, it's really unfair for me to look at my kid and be like, what's going on with you? And they're like, well, Hey, well, like, what's going on with you? And you're like, touche, good man. You know? So, um, I, I think that's been a real challenge, um, to me and really helpful because I think I, I want my kids to feel like they see me trying to continually evolve and, and be better and be more mature and know myself better in those ways mm. so that I can relate to them better and show them how to do it. Um, you know, because I, I fear that that day when they sort of pass you, when they kind of look at you and they're like, Oh man. And I hope, and I don't want that to happen. I want to, I want to be able to continually lead as a dad yeah. in that way. So I really like that one. I think of, um, our old headmaster at our kids' school, um, the when we went on a tour when like our oldest was about to start kindergarten, she said, um, "This place is a place where our kids have freedom to fail." And I remember being like, "Oh, like freedom <laughs> to fail," you know. And then as I got to know her, and you guys too are big proponents of this, but like it's so hard as parents for us to like want our kids to be able to fail. Cause we don't want that naturally, you know, but just to recognize that like, that's what life is about and to be in a place and be supportive of them when they fail and, and somehow, you know, walk through that with them has been a real learning experience for me. And like, just a good challenge, I think, as moving forward. And we're just still on the front end of parenting. But um, I also love the parenting advice just to ask forgiveness to your kids. And I try to do that a lot is just like ask for forgiveness because we're just my parents never asked me for forgiveness. Yeah. You know, like that'd be awesome to hopefully give that to them just making sure they know that we are screwing up too, you know? Yeah. Along those lines, we respect you both so much as people and as parents. Like, is there anything that you feel like parents really need to hear today? My new album. And it's coming out um, <laughs> in October. So please do... <laughs> Check that out. Annie, did you want to say anything about the album? <laughs> Namely about the album. His album's great. great. Yeah, it's great. I, <laughs> I think um, I owe y'all each $5, by the way. Thank you for that setup. Uh, All we, joking aside, yeah. before this man answers, if you, as is evident, if you are not listening to Dadville, downloading his music, yes. and following him on Instagram, like stop, you're not living stop. your best life. No. So don't do that, that now. Don't, don't do that. Um, I, I think um, I think the thing that I, I again this is um, something we've talked about with Dad. Well, one of my favorite things about um, having older men on that have that are like granddads, which is kind of we haven't done a lot, but it's so powerful because it's such a different perspective. You know, you have generations of wisdom there, um, but that we've talked about with them is just this idea that it's like it, it's just never too late. It's just never too late, right? Like one of the crazy things about the way that God programmed all of us. And even if I sat with probably a lot of you in this room and said like, Hey, would you like to be close to your parents? Some of y'all may say, I don't, I really do not want, they've hurt me or we're, but the thing is you actually really do, right? Like if, if it could really be healed, 
we really do want that. And that is just the way we're programmed. Like that's unshakable. That is the way God made us. And so the hope that that gives me is as much as I've screwed it up, my kids, no matter what, still want their dad, like always. And so I find so much hope in that because I'm like, as much as we screw up, there's always a way back. Especially, I think, initiated by us, you know, as parents to really say like, hey, this bridge can always be, I mean, it can be a ton of work, but it can always be built back because God is like, that compass always points one direction in a kid's heart. You know, it's never, it's never too late, you know. Mm. Love that. I would just say like, that our kids just need us, you know, they don't need all the fancy things or the best, whatever. It's like just giving them you and your time and your attention. And it's, it's hard because we're so busy and we have so many things going on and, you know, but just being present, I think is what they need. Well, y'all know we like to talk about food, <clears throat> and we would love to hear if there is a meal that defined your growing up or that y'all feel like will define your kids growing up, what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> we, so a little preface here. G- growing up in Mississippi, in tiny 8,000-person Kosciuszko, Mississippi, we, um, we only had, I think, four chains of restaurants, like national chains. One of them was Pizza Hut. And uh, I know you can't tell now because I'm in amazing shape, but I was kind of a husky kid. And um, that's neither here nor there. We're moving through that quickly. I, uh, but, but it was, there's two meals that I think of that really sort of define my childhood. One is like, I don't, I don't know what happened that suddenly we had the budget for this because we just, I mean, growing up, my dad was a pastor at a tiny church in Mississippi, you know, like, um, but, but I remember like one, all of a sudden, like one Friday, mom was like, we can order pizza hut tonight and i was like what did you just say <laughs> it was like like we're you know we're gonna hang out when people leave and grab pieces really quickly as they're gone she's like no 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 like real pizza i was like oh my god oh my god and, and they would they would let me call and i don't i feel like y'all in this room are, are old enough to know this do y'all remember the bigfoot pizzas at big it at, at pizza yes you do everybody in here you, i saw tears just in the corner of us I, they would let me order and it was like, I remember going and picking them up and just like, you know, they're huge. They're like the size of the car, you know, and I ate about half of them and that's not, we're not going to judge that. You saw me. Okay. Um, (laughs) but that was a big deal. And then, and then even to this day, it's really sweet. It's funny you ask that question because it infers a lot of things, but you know, uh, there would be like a few things, mom, this is such a random meal, but we, I still love it. We love artichokes. And so mom would buy artichokes and we'd do like either a steak or something kind of nice. And it was always, it was like a Christmas meal. Like it'd be like, we're cooking artichokes, biggest deal. And it's funny how those things really in such a Pavlovian way, yes. you just sort of like, yes. you know, yes. tonight matters. And so even yeah. like you're, you're kind of sitting there and you're in your best behavior and everybody's, you know, it was like a big deal. In the artichokes. Yeah. In the artichokes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a big deal. Listen, those things aren't cheap. FYI. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but it, you realize, I mean, so much of this is in the Bible, that's the idea of feasting and dinners and being together and eternal feast, right? And so you realize that these meals really do matter, especially these moments as parents when you can kind of set up moments. Even now we do pizza movie night every Friday night. And the kids, it's so fun to have that pattern where they, you know, they aren't calling in Bigfoots, rest in peace. But, um, you know, just to have some sense of like, this matters to us and we're going to be yes. purposely be together, you know, it's really sweet. When I was growing up, this is one of my, like, um, parenting goals. Honestly, we need to start this. We try, but we're not great. Um, 
and it might have been when I was older, but my mom used to always put a, like a chicken in the oven before we went to church. And then um, after church, we always had extra people at our house. Like every Sunday lunch, there's like maybe eight extra people. Just in a lot, of, we lived by college. So a lot of times it was college kids or, but I just remember growing up and like always having Sunday chicken and dumplings and a bunch of random people at my house. And it was beautiful and I loved it. And we need to make chicken and dumplings. I yeah, I told her that, but she didn't. <laughs> Did you love today's episode? If so, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Send a quick text or email with the link to the show. Join us next time for another episode where we'll bring you help and hope on your journey of raising boys and girls. 